What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hello, everyone. Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of Two Degrees Hotter. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. We're excited to bring this one to you guys because this is actually a request that we've been getting for a long time. Anytime we post on our Instagram, anytime we ask what you guys want to hear from us, this one comes up and it is how to optimize working from home, how to avoid burnout working from home, just ways to make work from home slash school from home more bearable. And um, we've actually held off on this request. I think we got it for the first time like last summer. Yeah. And we've held off for a long time because we just wanted to make sure that like we had our shit together Mm -hmm. a little bit more (laughs) before we hopped into it. (laughs) Yeah. So we still kind of don't have our shit together. At least I know I don't. Um, But hopefully these are some tips that will help make it a bit more bearable. Uh, But before we get into that, we do want to remind you guys it's a new year, but we still have the same request, and that is that we read our five-star reviews on our episode. So if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read your review, and we absolutely love hearing from you guys. It literally makes our day, so we definitely want to hear more about what you're liking from the show, what you think we could improve on, or what you would like to see on the show. And yeah, so leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll make our day. Yeah, I encourage you guys to just hit pause real quick right now, shoot on over there, type us a little review, and then come on back to listen to the episode. For sure. All right, so let's move into our segments. So it's actually kind of funny because I had a different week in review planned for this whole week prior to today. And I logged on to the doc today before we started recording and I was like, wait, this was actually like sort of significant. I should talk about it. Um, So I actually did a like, not mistakenly big, but just like weirdly big presentation today for what it was supposed to be. And that's why Kylie, I look sort of nice today. I've got like a nice little cashmere sweater. I did my hair. I did some eyeliner. I like really got ready. Um, So basically... Part of my job is just making sure that like my organization has visibility across other similar organizations. So we work with startups. So basically that means presenting to startup incubators, accelerators, other stuff in our area that like is in the same ecosystem. So I was presenting to a medical device incubator and I was kind of like, oh, it'll probably just be like their portfolio startups that show up. Like maybe it'll be like 20 people not a big deal. Like I'm presenting on stuff I know. I'm just talking about like our work and how they can engage with us. So like it should be fine. And then they just like did an amazing job promoting this event for like no good reason. Like they made it a public event and they like really advertised it all over their social media, all over their newsletters to the point where it got on New Orleans, New Orleans, New Orleans. I'm really sorry if anyone's from (laughs) Louisiana. It got on New Orleans Twitter and the mayor of New Orleans retweeted the (laughs) event that only I was speaking at. Only me. It's not like a panel or something. Like, it is just me. And I was like, what? Like, how did this happen? I still don't know how it traveled through Twitter to that extent. But basically, there ended up being, like, close to 80 people. And I just wasn't expecting it at all. And I mean, it's great. Like, I'm happy that our work has, like, more visibility than I was expecting. But, like, 
presenting to 80 people feels really different than presenting to 20 people. Yeah. So it was like a little terrifying and um, a really fun and convenient aspect of the whole thing was that um, my parents ordered new appliances for our house and they just so happened to be delivered at the exact same time as my presentation. So it was really fun. It actually wasn't that loud. I shouldn't complain. They ended like kind of just in time, but it was just a little bit stressful, but I wanted to pat myself on the back because that was kind of ridiculous. And who knew the mayor of New Orleans would maybe recognize my name on the internet. So that was really a time and just wanted to tell everyone that story. (laughs) I feel like your job has just so many like weird opportunities for you to just do things that like are not above like your job title but like I feel like all of a sudden you're like I did this I ran this entire event and I'm like if my boss came to me and was like you have to run an event I'd be like genuinely don't know where to start don't know what to I do I know please help <laughs> like and that's where the imposter syndrome comes from ladies yeah. and gentlemen how many months into my job I mean I'm not that new anymore but I'm like yeah. less than 10 I'm like eight months in yeah um, but hey you're killing it clearly you're doing oh, you, you pull it off every single time I'm like okay sister I'm hoping I don't have to do an unexpectedly big presentation again anytime soon. I like to expect them. Yeah, I feel that. But I only found out like the other day when he like the guy I was corresponding with was like, oh, yeah, sounds great. Like, I'll send you the Zoom link. By the way, we're up to 80 whatever registrations. I was like, (laughs) you're like, I literally thought they would be like 12 people there. But word. okay, dude, I guess I'll do my eyeliner that day. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's it for me. Nice. So for me, I had this week in review, um, and now I'm a little, I feel a little bamboozled by it. So I spent probably the last like three-ish days just going through all of the files on my computer and really cleaning it up, reorganizing it into folders. I don't know about you guys, but I, number one, use Google Docs for like everything. So I write all my papers, do all my assignments in Google Docs, but then you have to upload them to my school uses Blackboard, and you can't upload a Google Doc. Um, but so basically I have to download all my stuff from Google Docs to Microsoft. And you might be like, Kylie, why wouldn't you just start using Microsoft Word then? Um, I'm stubborn. Thank you for asking. So I have all of that. Plus when you're working through Blackboard, I would get like readings and things, assignments, things like that. And you have to download those from Blackboard half the time as well, or at least most of my professors were putting them up as Word documents. So I had to download it. So I basically just had a bunch of like miscellaneous downloads and I wanted to make sure that it was all clean and that I wasn't holding on to anything, any obscure sophomore year of college assignment that I'm never going to need ever again. So I did all that and I was really proud of myself until I got on this here Zoom call with Anya to record and my computer told me that my startup disk is full, which essentially just means that my computer is about to like just not be able to store anything. So I'm like, that makes no sense because I did, in fact, just delete so much stuff. So I had to figure that out. I guess this is, you know, the weekend review that keeps on giving for us, <laughs> but we'll see. Other than that, my entire TikTok for you page is about that song Driver's License by Olivia mm-hmm. Rodrigo. And I'll tell you what, am I heartbroken right now? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm pretty content, actually. Do I drive around the suburbs of my town and belt that at the top of my lungs as if a boy just completely ripped my heart out? Yeah, I absolutely do. It's phenomenal. How is it, it is so good? good? And she's it 17. She's the 17. red light stop signs part. Like, I was kind of like listening and I was like, okay, like it's a pretty song, but like, 
where's the hype? And then that part came in. I was like, ah, here, located. Hype, located, right here. Found it. And I think yeah. also just the fact that she's literally 17 and wrote this song. I'm like, I can't, I'm 23 years old and I can't form a complete sentence. And you're 17 and you were like, I'm going to put all my feelings into this song and it's going to be beautiful. And I'm like, how? How, how are you doing that? Good for her, man. Also, mm-hmm. there's like tea all around. I don't watch High School Musical the musical, the series. I didn't even know that was a thing. When people said HSM, I was like, she's not in High School Musical. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's like a thing on Disney+. Plus. I boycott it solely because it's called High School Musical, the musical, the series. I think that's the actual worst name that anything ever <laughs> could have been called. And I would like to talk to Disney executives about why that is what... They could have picked anything. Like, actually anything in the world, and that's what they picked. Doesn't make sense. Um... But I guess it's about her co-star with that. And so obviously yeah. I've gotten into the tea because... I've been seeing it. Yeah. So I'm fully invested in this 17-year-old's love life. And that's that. <laughs> also, the part where she says, like, she's so much older than me, the blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she's younger than us. So mm-hmm. I'll let that, you know, just, like, marinate for a sec because... The fact that a 17-year-old thinks someone younger than us is so much older than them, like, I know a little bit. <laughs> For reference, the blonde, if you're not familiar, the blonde girl that people think she's talking about is Sabrina Carpenter, and mm-hmm. she's 21, and Anya and I are 23, so I'm kind of like, ooh, that's, ooh, we're my, old. <laughs> um, my coworker told me he thought I looked like Sabrina Carpenter. Like, he has a seven-year-old daughter, and they watched something that she was in, and he was like, oh my god, she reminded me of you. I was like, thank you. <laughs> but now that this song is out, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I guess you guys have very similar complexions, and I think you guys might have the same, like, eyes. Mm. So maybe, yeah, I, I guess I could see it. I don't think it's, anyway. like, it's not as weird as when people think that we're twins, so. <laughs> that did happen once. Yeah. Uh, to us. Fun fact. Yeah. That was really bizarre. <laughs> it happened to us twice, actually, I think. When was the other time? I'm thinking of New York Hotel. Yeah, but then there was another... I swear to God, there was another time. Or I, maybe it was sisters and not twins. Mm. But there was another time that someone was like, oh, are you guys sisters? And we were like, what about... Like, we couldn't <laughs> look more opposite. <laughs> You'll have like, to... I'm all the recessive genes, and Kylie's all the dominant genes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So now that we're, like, recording our faces for... um like our reels and stuff you guys will have to tell us if you think we look anything alike at all yeah because maybe we're missing it (laughs) anyway let's move into our favorites for this week my favorite for this week is um my local library and you might say why anya why your local library i feel like i've always known libraries were a thing Obviously, like I had one at school, I had one in high school, whatever. I sort of just thought of them as like useful academic institutions that were like at my disposal if I couldn't find a resource or whatever. But I never really thought of like the local library as anything I wanted to look into that much. But I, like I mentioned, one of my goals for this year is to read more. And um, I was kind of like thinking about it. And I feel like reading I was like reading is an expensive hobby like I had like stuff in my cart and I was like this is kind of unfortunate like reading is expensive you read it once and like you're not going to read it again at least in like the short term so it's kind of annoying and then all of a sudden I was like wait a second libraries exist and I sort of like doubted my local library because I feel like coming from Boston where Boston Public Library is such a huge system and has like so many spoke like places and whatever 
I was just kind of like a snob looking at my local library. Like I was like, oh, come on. They're not going to have like books I want to read. Like, come on. And then I went in. I actually had to go in because I needed a library card. But um, now I'm just going to be like ordering online. You can like set them aside for them to hold. And they had a bunch of books that I wanted that I was like in my cart. I was ready to order. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I also like that there is like a deadline. Like I think I have to give them back in three weeks, like drop them off. And I actually like that because I think it'll motivate me to get it done in that time frame. Because I feel like if you own it, you're kind of like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. Like I have time, like whatever. But yeah, now there's like some urgency behind me finishing it. So I got um, Where the Crawdads Sing, which I've just heard that's good. So I got it. And then um, I also got, this is pretty nerdy, but I got um, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the um, Hunger Games prequel that came out Mm -hmm. last year. And it's actually been kind of hard to find, like if you want to order it for yourself and whatever. So I was like, okay, library having the books, like the in-demand books, like, all right. So yeah, I'm excited about it. And then I um, recently saw this tweet that was like, if libraries were proposed today, they would be shot down as like socialist propaganda basically and I was like low-key true because like the whole system is so like accessible (laughs) and like um all functions on like trusting people in the system to like do the right thing and return the books and I was just kind of like wow like this is pretty cool so (laughs) go to your local library if you haven't been I'm like bamboozled it's like amazing um you'll have to let me know how both of those books are because I'm intrigued by both of them and so, yeah, especially where the crawdads sing, because I also have seen that was like a huge thing at the beginning of quarantine. Everyone was reading it. So mm-hmm. You'll have to let me know. Um, so my favorite for this week is I have always wanted to try Function of Beauty. I feel like every YouTuber and their mother had a Function of Beauty sponsorship at some point, and it always intrigued me. But it was a little expensive, especially if you do like the full-fledged customization on their website. But then I saw that. They were launching a line in Target. And what it is, is you basically, there's four different shampoo and conditioner bases. One for straight hair, wavy hair, curly hair, and coily hair, I believe. Um, So you pick one of those bases. I grabbed the one for wavy hair. And then you can get what are called boosters. And they have like different functions. So one of them is volumize. One of them is anti-frizz. One of them is heat protection, uh, shine, things like that. You can pick up to three of those and you put them into the shampoo and conditioner bases, shake it up, and you have like a custom shampoo. And so I did this. I got the shampoo and conditioner and I got the heat protectant booster, the shine booster, and the anti-frizz booster. And all together, I think it cost $30 for all of it. And I've been using it and I honestly like notice a difference in my hair a lot. And I'm like, this is wizardry because I thought it was going to be kind of like gimmicky and that I was going to be like yeah whatever it's just the same but I genuinely think my hair air dries a lot better using Mm it um and it also smells really freaking good and I think if you've been intrigued by function of beauty or like customized hair care but you didn't want to drop like the 50 bucks that it is I think for the full customization $30 is it's a little pricey I guess for like target but nothing too crazy so, yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out and seeing. And another thing is that the boosters are, like, limited. Obviously, there's not, like, unlimited uses. So, if you don't see things that are, like, your particular hair problems, that's a bit of a bummer. But, yeah, you should check it out. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about it. I'm sort of wondering, like, as a brand, how they're going to, like, 
differentiate their online model because I'm like, this feels like a kind of hack to like not pay the higher price and like have it be totally customized. I mean, it might be kind of those like Vera, like what was that thing? Like Vera Wang for like Target or whatever. Like yeah. they'll like designers will make like affordable collections for Target and stores like that. So maybe it's kind of the same idea, but I was just kind of like, if everyone knows about this, like who's going to order from actual function of beauty anymore? Like, I don't know. Well, I will say I am kind of curious now that I've tried it and I like it. I'm curious to get the full on customization, if not to just see if they're different. Because if Mm. I like this and then I get like the completely customized one and I'm like, this like literally solved all my hair problems, then it's a pretty good business model. I guess the, the, rubber hits the road where if the target version is performing the exact same way as their own website version but i might honestly try their like fully customized one because now i'm like well clearly their formulas must be good so if i can get even more like customized benefits out of it it might be worth it yeah you're like can it get better yeah all right let's move into our main episode topic working from home So as we mentioned, we are going to give you guys 25 ways to optimize your work from home setup, your routine, and avoid burnout because burnout in work from home world is real. Um, So (laughs) since I'm working like a nine to five and Kylie's doing Zoom University School of Law, um, (laughs) we thought it would be good to kind of approach this from like two different perspectives in that way. Honestly, kind of looking at what we have, I think that Um, A lot of the same tips are applicable on either side of the spectrum, but we'll be able to give you two perspectives on, you know, two people working from home, but working towards different goals, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll give like the more traditional like work related goals and then Kylie will give the school related goals. And hopefully that covers like all of our listeners for the most part, unless you're an essential worker and you're working in person, you're an icon. Yeah. And I'm sorry. A queen (laughs) among us. (laughs) All right. So I will kick us off and say for the first one, I recommend getting ready in the morning. And I know we just got done saying that it is astounding that I did my eyeliner today. I don't mean like (laughs) fully ready. Like I cannot be one of those people that's like wearing a blazer at home. But I think just at least changing into like a different comfortable outfit, like changing out of your pajamas into like a different comfortable outfit. I pretty much just wear like leggings on the bottom and then like some presentable looking top every single day. Um, And I think that just makes a difference for me because it kind of like shifts the mindset of like nappy home time versus like work time. And I don't know about you guys, but the majority of my job, every single meeting that I have is video. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am being seen every day. I feel like it's a little harder to justify for those people that are, um, like the norm is more voice meetings. Like I know for some people, they don't see their coworkers at all anymore. They just hear them. So I can see why it would be like more difficult to justify in that case. But I just think like, do it for yourself. Um, makes you feel better. Makes you like get in the mindset. And like that routine is really important for me. Like I could not wake up and immediately log on. I need to wake up and like have a matcha, do my makeup, watch like a YouTube video. Like it's just how I function. So I think that's made a difference for me. Yeah. I also have to be on camera for class, obviously. And I'll tell you what, people probably were like, Kylie's going through it because she does not look good right now. (laughs) But I always had my camera on. I was always, I never, I was never the person that turned my camera off. But that's one of my goals for this semester is to get 
ready for class so that people aren't like, is she good? Or is she just like coming out of a hole? Who knows? But so my biggest tip is to think back to the routine you had um, before you were working from home. So if you're a student, think back to, you know, how you would go about a day having classes. If you are working, you know, a nine to five, think about what you would do um, if you normally had to commute into the office and try to stick to that as closely as possible. So Anya, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but if you would wake up in the morning and do your makeup, watch a YouTube video, have breakfast, and then start working, or then start doing your readings for the day or have class for the day, stick with that. Um, Because I think not only will you budget your time a bit better and you'll avoid that kind of burnout, but you'll also maintain a semblance of normalcy that I think can be really comforting. Yeah. And I think like we are eventually going to be out of this situation and we are eventually going to go back to the office and back to the classroom, believe it or not, fingers crossed. I know. So (laughs) I think that will make the transition back into that life easier. And who knows, maybe we'll do a transition back to normalcy episode one day, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, So my next one feels pretty obvious and I think it's one that most people probably have set up by now, but I just really encourage you guys to get your technology set up and your internet in order if it's not already. Um, I think I've talked about how much of a game changer just setting up multiple monitors was for me. And I am now looking into, I want my next investment to be kind of like a laptop stand. And then um, one of those like cool keyboards that is like very, um, what's that word? Like tactile? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I want one of those. Um, And I think that'll like bring me some joy. And I think it'll be nice to have my laptop elevated, whatever. Just like figure out what setup you want for working from home and make sure that you're in that setup. And like, sometimes it's fun for me to like move from my laptop to my couch for like a brief fleeting moment. But for the most part, I do work exclusively in this spot. So making sure that it's like the best setup for me is ideal. And even if you have to kind of invest a little bit, I think it makes a big difference when it comes to like motivation and things like that. So yeah, for sure. And kind of along the same lines, um, try to make wherever you're designated working from home space a place that you want to work at. So whether for you that looks like investing in a super comfy desk chair or, you know, putting up decorations and photos and things that make you happy or making it a entirely like functional, you know, no must, no fuss type of place. Um, figure out like what makes you be most productive and what makes you want to actually sit down at that place and get work done. Yeah, I definitely agree. I like recently hung up some cute decor in this room that Mm -hmm. faces me and I feel like it just helps a little bit. Like it brings a little more of my personality because I feel like for a while I was just using this room because it was available and made sense for me to like have a separate room to work in. But now I'm like slowly making it feel more me and it definitely helps. Yeah. Um, my next one is to create clear boundaries for when coworkers can expect you to be online versus offline. And this is kind of inspired by a tweet that I saw that said something along the lines of like, when working from home turns into living at work, kind of. And I think the boundaries is like the most important thing to avoid that happening to you. Um, so maybe a nine to five works great for your schedule and you just tell your coworkers, Hey, I'm going to be online and available from nine to five with a lunch break thrown in there. If you contact me outside of those times, like you can't expect a quick response. And obviously things come up and they're urgent and you address them, but for other people, you know, they want to be available like six to three. Like, I just think everything is so fair game when you're not physically in the office. And so just being really clear with your coworkers about your 
boundaries and like when they can expect you to respond via email because like if you're a night owl I can see it being like frustrating that you can't get an answer from anybody but if that's not the time that like they're most productive and the time that they're online like they're not going to respond so I just think being clear setting boundaries helps and it helps you feel like you're not living at work it helps you feel like you're working from home (laughs) yeah Ooh, love that quote Um, my next tip is to try to physically manipulate your space so that you know when you should be working and when you're off the clock having that, um, relaxation time. So I'll use my personal space, for example. I've been working at a desk in my bedroom, which obviously can get really tough because I'm working and studying in the same space that I'm supposed to like relax and wind down from the day. Uh, So I try really hard to do all of my schoolwork, whether it's reading, an assignment, class, no matter what, from my desk so that when I'm in my bed, it signals to myself, yep, I'm not working right now. This is my relaxation time. I will say that I wasn't the best at this. I was nowhere near perfect at this last semester, but every time I started doing work from my bed, I ended up regretting it because it just leads to not being as motivated, working longer than you should. Like, it's just not good. Don't do it. Um, Another example that we were given at the beginning of the semester during like orientation was, you know, this person used the example of they were working at their kitchen table. um, And most of the time the kitchen table was pushed against the wall and he decided to push it out and have it in the center of the room. And when he was working, the table was in the center of the room. And when he was done for the night, he pushed the table back. And that kind of told his mind, okay, the table's against the wall. I'm done working. I can't, I'm not going to sit down on it and keep working on stuff. So whatever your space is, whatever it entails, um, just try to manipulate it as much as possible so that there are those little signals to tell you that the workday is over, the workday is beginning. Yeah, I think the table thing is an interesting example because it definitely is, like, more applicable to people in small spaces and it kind of shows, like, little ways you can continue to make it work. And it's also crazy how, like, little psychological things like that really do make a difference. Oh, yeah. The placement of the table. Um, My next one is to be proactive about setting your plan for the day so that you don't get decision fatigue. So I don't remember where I first came across the concept of decision fatigue, but it's essentially like this idea that you wake up with like a full battery of like decision-making power. And then every little decision you make throughout the day, whether it's a big decision or a little decision, is exhausting that battery. And then by the time you run out, like you are so – what's that word? You're like um, against a wall. What is the word? (laughs) backed into a like, corner <laughs> no like when you like hit the wall when you hit the wall oh <laughs> I'm like what is that phrase so and then you hit a wall and you're like what is wrong with me I can't get anything done it's 2 30 like why can't I do anything I still have two and a half hours of working but it's because you've exhausted all your decision fatigue so I've been thinking about this a lot and I try to set my plan for the day early on so that I don't get f- decision fatigue um and I'm not tempted to like scroll on my phone because I don't know what I should be doing So I actually try to do this sort of the day before if I have any battery left and then the morning of if I don't. Um, And I kind of set the day into three chunks of like morning, afternoon, evening, just so that I always have an ongoing list of tasks that I could be doing if I finish the previous one. Um, And just kind of keeping in mind when I'm most versus least productive and everything. But I've been thinking a lot about this concept of decision fatigue and like trying to mitigate it the best I can. Um, So my next suggestion is to solidify a planning 
or agenda method that works best for you and to make sure that you're utilizing it. So whether you time block like Anya, you're more of a to-do list person like me, you put sticky notes all around your working from home space, whatever it is, make sure that when you're working from home, you still use this planning uh, method, use one that works for you and stick to it. Because I think when you're working from home, you can very easily be like, I don't need to write it down. Like, it's fine. I'm going to remember, like, who cares? And there's a reason why it worked when you weren't working from home. So just keep on doing it now. Again, kind of maintaining that routine as much as you possibly can so that it feels normal and you stay productive. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to see how to utilize Google Calendar to your advantage, you can check out um, a recent Instagram post that we put up. Yeah. So go check that out if you're curious about how to use Google Calendar and harness the true power. We're big enthusiasts. Um, My next one is pretty similar to what Kylie said, and it is to kind of create small signals for the beginning and the end of your workday. And so when I was thinking about this, I have like a set of string lights in my office that I turn on every morning and I light a candle every morning. And then at the end of the day, I turn both of those off. And it's almost like symbolic in my mind, and I really like it. Um, but since that tip was sort of similar, something else that I'm kind of just thinking of now is I feel like when you're in the office, let's be real. Most of the time, the amount of work we have to do does not fill eight hours. Most of the time, the amount of work we have to do probably fills like five hours or six hours. And we are doing other things maybe because we have to, but also maybe because we want to appear busy. That's just how it is. That's like, that's uh, that's America, like that's corporate America. So yeah. like that issue does not exist as much in a virtual world. So don't feel like you have to fill the time if you don't have anything to do. And don't feel like you have to make busy work for yourself if there's nothing to do because nobody's watching you. Nobody's like judging your monitor when you're working from home. <laughs> so if you actually have nothing to do, like use that to your advantage and like take a break or like do something non-work related for 20 minutes. Like, I just feel like there's so much less pressure to like fill the time with stuff. And like when you're at the office, like you're definitely wasting time doing other things. Like you're getting coffee, having some free snacks, going to the bathroom, like socializing and those things take up time. So like let yourself use that time that's given back to you for other things like you would if you were in the office. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's, that's a really good tip. And I think even on the other end of the spectrum, and I'll kind of get into this, like time just feels so weird when you're working from home. So trying to figure out what works best for you so that you're not filling up busy work that you don't need to. And you're also not overworking yourself is like a huge, probably epiphany moment. I haven't figured out how to do it yet, but I'm sure it's like a lovely moment when you do. Yeah. And anyone that's like still assigning you busy work during this time, I just want to speak to them because like yeah, it's not talk. time. <laughs> like there's so much going on. Nobody needs to be doing like meaningless tasks yeah. at this time. So <laughs> that is the truth. So my next suggestion kind of along the same lines is to honor the time you would spend doing non-work related things if you weren't working from home. So this is the idea, you know, you work nine to five, say you would normally go into the office from nine to five, and then you would probably come home and not do work, right? You would cook dinner, maybe get a workout in, watch a TV show, read a book, whatever it is from five on, you wouldn't work. And I think a lot of people can see, especially students, because there is kind of always something to do when you're a student, um, especially if you're a grad student. I think that we can often see 
all this extra time as, oh, great. Now, you know, if I need to keep working on this assignment until seven, I'm going to keep doing that. So I think what could be helpful when you can, because, you know, everyone has busy spells throughout the semester. And so sometimes you are going to have to work more than, you know, a nine to five schedule. But when you can kind of cut yourself off and say, yep, I'm, I would normally be done working by now. And so I'm not going to work at this assignment. This reading can wait until tomorrow. And I'm going to take this time for me and do things that I would normally do pandemic allowing. Um, if I was working from home or if I was just a student going to class, cause I was really, really bad at this. I looked at the extra free time, when it came to like not having to mute, commute and things like that as, oh, this is more time that I can work as opposed mm-hmm. to this is time that I could take for myself. Yeah. I like that um, last analogy there. And I feel like I think of this a lot. Like when you wrote this point, I kind of immediately thought of it in the context of like my commute to class when I was in yeah. Boston. Like my walk to class would be probably like a half an hour long because I lived like a mile and a half from campus. Mm-hmm. And like that was at least an hour a day of just walking. just walking to campus and at the time I didn't like love it like I kind of just thought of it as like a chore but now that I'm not doing it and none of us are doing anything like that like take an hour walk yourself midday still you know what I mean like why why not use that time how you would maintain normalcy give yourself a break get outside all the good things yeah for sure Or even just filling the time with, you know, if you've been wanting to read more, now you have an extra hour where you can add in that reading more, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, definitely something that I want to get better at this next semester. My next one is very work specific, um, but I recently learned that you can make a free phone number through Skype and also through Google Voice. Like you can just generate a free phone number that can be yours, like unique to you. And it'll ring your phone just like your phone actually does. Um, But it can be like a separate phone number for work. And I feel like it's a little late in the game for me to switch to that because at this point, my actual phone number has been like in my email signature forever. So if anyone wants to contact me, like they know how. But if I were just starting at a job, I would definitely have done this. I think it just allows like really nice work and personal life like separation and I don't often get calls, like cold calls from random people for my work, but I do sometimes. And I just really would prefer that those things like live separately. So maybe I'll still do it, but definitely recommend looking into that. And I was like amazed that that was free. Um, so yeah, definitely an option. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I kind of started to talk about my next tip a little bit. Um But it's even if you're a student, so obviously when you're working from home, there is a bit of structure in the sense that, you know, you're only getting paid to work eight hours a day. Um, So it's a bit easier to say, well, it's five o'clock, so I'm cutting off because I'm not getting paid. I'm off the clock. Uh, With students, again, there's just always something to do. You're not on this, you know, set schedule outside of your classes. And something that I think really helped me at the beginning of the semester was conforming my studies to a traditional nine to five and trying for me, I did more of like a seven to four um, because that's just what worked for me. But trying to conform your studies to only eight hours a day. Again, like I said, there is just going to be some times when you need to work more than eight hours a day. But the same could be said for a job, too. Sometimes you just have really busy weeks where you are working some overtime. Um, but as much as you can, 
treating it like a full-time job in the sense that you don't work more than eight hours a day and you give yourself that time, those nights off, those afternoons off, whatever it may be, um, to rest and rejuvenate, I think you'll find that you're so much more motivated and refreshed to actually get stuff done in those eight hours when you limit yourself to just those and give yourself the time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, my next one is to this is like a little cringy. I know we're all exhausted over Zoom and, you know, we don't always want to go to the Zoom happy hour, but I do think it is really important to have time to socialize with your colleagues, with your coworkers to the extent that it makes sense for you. Because I really think if you don't like the people you work with, you're not going to like work. Um, and if you don't like see your boss as like a person with like hobbies and a family and like fun things in their life, you're not going to love reporting to them because you feel like you don't know them. So um, my team does like a couple things every week that just allow us to kind of chat as we would in an office setting. So this is my sign to you guys that if your team does not currently do that, I propose that you be the one to bring it up. Um, So for example, if you need some idea to go off of, my team does what we call media club every Friday. So on a rotating basis, someone picks an article, a podcast, a movie, some form of content for everyone to watch, read, listen to that week. Um, And then we all just come prepared to talk about it. And it's just a half an hour on Friday, like Friday afternoon when you're not really doing anything anyway. And we usually spend like 15 minutes actually talking about the content. And then it normally spirals out into like someone's life story or like what they're doing this weekend. And it's just nice to feel like a little bit of normalcy and like the connectivity, especially with like our interns. We just had some new interns start this week and I'm excited for them to start going to those sessions because it does really feel like I don't have a chance to get to know them right now. So I can't imagine if like my team never did anything like that. So you'd be the one to bring it up. Even if it feels nerdy, I know you guys will like it. And um, if anything, it takes 30 minutes off your calendar during the workday, which is always nice. So yeah, give it a try. Um, My next one is to take advantage of the little things that you couldn't do if you were at school or at the office. Um, So things that come to mind is, you know, blasting your favorite songs while you're, you know, doing a mindless task or listening to podcasts or having, you know, one of your favorite shows on in the background. Obviously, don't do anything that's going to distract you from like what needs to get done. So this tip honestly isn't the most applicable to me personally, because I'm the type of person that can't listen to music while I read. I need like as close to silence as possible. Otherwise, I just can't focus on the reading. Uh, But if you are the type of person that can have stuff playing while you get stuff done, um, now's the time to do it because you can't just have Netflix playing on a loop when you're at the office, you know what I mean? But you can hear. And like Anya said, odds are you're not doing work all eight hours a day. So you can take 10 minutes. And if your favorite episode of The Office comes on, you can watch, you can watch your favorite scenes and it's fine. No one's going to yell at you. And yeah, I think finding those little silver linings of like the positive things that come out of working from home are super helpful and keep your morale up. Yeah. I think the thing that immediately comes to mind for me um, would be like, I took Kylie's advice like a couple months ago and I started putting the Yule log on one of my monitors when I wasn't Mm -hmm. using it. And like that would be super bizarre to do in an office setting. (laughs) Like that would be very weird and you would definitely like – I don't know if anyone would judge you, but it would definitely just be a little weird. Um, And that's something that I like love to do now and it makes me happy. So take advantage of things like that for sure. Yeah. My next one is to use your sick time. Use your time off. Use your personal time because I've actually read that that is like a universal problem or was like at the end of 2020. So many companies 
like did not have the funds to pay out people's vacation days if that was like a policy of theirs because nobody took them this year, which makes sense because it's like, where are you going to go? But also most of them don't carry over. So just take the day, relax, sleep in, like use your vacation time because it is yours and you deserve it. And just because you're working from home does not mean it's a vacation. It does not mean you're work like not working. It means you're working from home. So even if you're like, I know that I'm personally, I was apprehensive to take time off and I don't think I took time off for like the first like six or seven months of my job and then when I finally did take a couple days off in December even though I was still home I was like wow this is so nice and these are days aren't going to carry over anyway so it's good that I'm using them um so yeah use your time off it's yours and yours only and nobody can tell you how you can use it take a day don't work every single day of your life (laughs) yeah that's the tea Um, my next one is to just try to get some fresh air throughout the day, even if so Anya and I are in New England. It's not super cold right now because Miss Global Warming is out here shining, strutting her stuff. Um, but it do be getting cold sometimes here. So it's not super feasible in all climates to, you know, go on a walk and do things like that. But literally just like opening a window for 30 seconds or stepping outside on your porch for like five minutes and just breathing in some fresh air I feel like is easily the most rejuvenating thing um so definitely try to do it if you have the ability to um get some fresh air kind of re uh what's the word I'm looking for regroup and rejuvenate rejuvenate and go on with your bad self this can be done in like little ways too like if if someone needs to get the mail just be the one to yeah. go get the mail if someone needs to bring out their recycling be the one to bring out their recycling you know little things like that um, yeah for sure get you outside. Um, My next one, I feel like we're kind of um, beating a horse with this one, but mine is to take scheduled breaks. And I don't necessarily mean like the end of your day, but I mean like lunch because I didn't do this for like five or six months because my days are so variable. My team really doesn't have the norm of like 12 to one is lunch. Um, And so I would just end up not taking lunch like a lot. (laughs) And so, and it kind of like stinks (laughs) to work like nine hours straight and not even realize. So this year so far, I've like put lunch in my calendar for an hour every day. And it's at a different time every day. And I move it around sometimes if like I notice it's time for lunch and I'm like finishing something up. But I do have been taking it like a full hour. And it's so nice. Um, so definitely like schedule that time for yourself if that's something that you can do in your team. And maybe your team just like has a 12 to 1 norm of like no meetings, but mine really doesn't. Um, so it might sometimes ends up being at like three, sometimes like at 1030, like whatever, just take an hour whenever you can. And if it's hard for you to do this, there are literal apps to like lock you out of your computer if you need them. I would be nervous to do that in case anything like urgent happened, but you can because it is your lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I guess also like keep active during that time. So I've been trying to like eat for a half hour and then walk for a half hour, like outside around my neighborhood, because that's like the amount of time it takes to like do a loop anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, try not to sit all day, take scheduled breaks, and listen to your Apple Watch when it says to stand. Yeah. Or your Fitbit. My Fitbit, 250 steps, I think, a day or an hour. For I was going to say a day. Hour. No, not a day. <laughs> 250 steps an hour from nine to six, I believe. So when it tells mm-hmm. you that you have 170 steps left, just get up and do it. And don't shake your arm because I got in the habit of doing that because the Fitbit doesn't know any better. But that's not mm. walking. So don't do that. My next tip is specifically for students. And it's to try to connect with professors, TAs, and other students over Zoom if possible. So I know for me, my professors still had office hours over Zoom. My TAs had review sessions every single week and they had office hours as well. And I 
number one, put those review sessions in my calendar and treated them like they were class. Like to, in my mind, they were non-negotiable. I'm going here. And it was kind of just nice to hear someone else talk about the material besides my professors. Um, but it was also nice to pop into office hours with professors. I remember I had some great conversations with my criminal law professor. She was just the coolest. And I was, I always left those office hours sessions feeling like I'm really glad that I went. Um, and it just gives you something to do, gives you some socializing to be had. Um, and I also ended up arranging study groups over Zoom as well. And again, it just, it, law school, <laughs> my, my semester in review was going to sound like I'm contradicting myself here. But the one thing that did kind of keep me sane throughout my semester was that I had other people who were going through the same thing. You know what I mean? I would say like the wildest thing that I thought was just like so crazy that I was feeling it. And they would be like, no, I feel the exact same way. And so getting that connection and having those people to talk to from time to time, even if it was over a computer screen, was super helpful. And I think you absolutely need to prioritize still trying to make connections. I understand that it's so, so hard over Zoom, like impossible over Zoom, especially if you were like me starting at a brand new school over Zoom. Believe me, sister, I had my fair share of meltdowns over just thinking I was never going to make friends. But Try your best. Go to as many office hours, TA sessions, things like that, because that's where you're going to meet people. If someone, you know, posts in a Facebook group, I'm starting a study group, just join. The worst case scenario is you don't like it and you can just make them an excuse like, I'm so sorry, this time doesn't work for me anymore. Like, I'm going to have to find another study group and move on with your life. That's the nice thing about Zoom, I guess, is it's way easier to pull out of stuff if you're like, eh, I'm not really jiving with these people. So I'm yeah. just say I have bad internet connection and try to find someone else. Thankfully, that didn't happen to me. So, but yeah. Yeah, definitely easier to ghost people in a yeah. disconnected world. So my next one is to over-communicate to your team. And I think what originally inspired me to write this message is I feel like there's kind of like a generational difference when it comes to like using exclamation points and emojis and just like syntax <laughs> on <laughs> Slack and just like in life and whatever. And so I feel like things can often get misconstrued online if they're not like offering additional context. Yeah. And so I just think over communicating is really important and like never be embarrassed to like resend that message, resend that reminder, forward that email, float it to the top of their inbox. Um, and I think something that I've been doing lately is like if a new priority comes up, which of course they do, ask what to reprioritize of your existing priorities. Like ask your manager, like, yeah, I would love to do that for you. But like, what should I, what goes below that on the list now? You know what I mean? So even if it feels like an extra step or like you're doing too much or like you're annoying them, I promise you you're not. I was saying this to my new intern today, like you're not bothering me if you're messaging me questions over Slack. I would be concerned if you weren't messaging me questions over Slack. So don't even worry about annoying people. And like, don't, interpret everybody's like syntax I don't know for face value like I feel like there's so many ways to like feel easily offended like when your millennial boss texts you back like okay like okay and you're like oh my god what did I do but like <laughs> probably nothing yeah um so yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um my next one is to try to start your day with the most difficult and or time consuming task I guess this is probably more applicable to people who are more like morning people than night people. But for me personally, I find if I'm going to stick to that seven to four study session, 
when I wake up and I get ready to start at seven, that's when my motivation and my morale is at its highest. You know, I've just gotten a good night's sleep, got ready for the day, and I'm ready to start. So I want to start with my most time consuming, the thing that's going to take the most brain power and the most energy for me right away, and then trickle down my assignments based on, you know, what's going to be less time consuming and less brain power. Because as my motivation and morale kind of goes down throughout the day, so are my assignments. So I'm not leaving this big, you know, hill of an assignment for when I'm ready to just log off and be done for the day. Um, Again, something that I wasn't always the best at, not always the most applicable with school, I understand. Sometimes you just have all really hard assignments and you're in for those days. I'm sorry, I've been there with you. I get it. Um, But when you can, I think this is a really good way to um, organize your day and make sure that, you know, your energy is sufficient for the task at hand throughout the day. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the, um, decision fatigue yeah. as well. Um, like if you always know you're going to start with the hardest task, there's no decision to be made what you're starting yeah, with. You're just, just starting, you know. So my next one is to look at your manager's calendar occasionally if you have it shared. I feel like that's a norm now. You kind of have to have it shared to like schedule meetings and stuff. So just like creep on their calendar, see what meetings that they're going to and see if there's anything that you want to ask them to join. Because I feel like this, I can think of so many times that this would happen organically in person during my previous internships. Like I would run into my manager and I'd be like, where are you going? And he'd say, oh, I'm actually going to meet with blank. Like I have a call with this company. I'm testing. There was one time when I worked at um, an agriculture company that like I literally got (laughs) pulled into a meeting where we were trying rice. Like we were sampling different brands of rice. And I only ended up there because I asked where he was going. (laughs) So like those things are kind of missing from the virtual world. So I think it's really important to still attempt that like networking experience. Um, So yeah, take a look at your manager's calendar see um, what meetings might be be relevant to you, see if you can join them because, you know, there might be some cool things that you're missing out on just because you're not in person and you're not catching them leaving their desk. Um, And then I think kind of on the same lines is ask to get taken off of meetings that you're not needed in. I feel like everyone kind of has that one meeting that they go to every week and they're kind of like, why am I here? Like, I'm not contributing anything. I'm not taking notes. Like, I'm just dead weight and get that time back. If you really like don't feel like you need to be there and the other people in the meeting know you don't need to be there, like get it back. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think, again, just kind of like that over communicating, like at least in my experience, and I'm sure it's the same for you, no boss of mine has ever been like put off by someone being over eager and wanting to join meetings. If anything, Mm -hmm. whenever I've asked to join meetings in that more organic way, it's always been like, impressive isn't the word I want to use, but it just shows that you actually care and that you're interested and that you want to get that more holistic um, view of your company. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's a really good tip. And again, it's just ways to fill up your calendar in ways that actually interest you and think that could help you um, in the long run. Um, So my next tip is, and again, I feel like we've said something along those lines, but that must mean that it's really important. So I hope you guys are listening. Um, It's to give yourself a break from screen time when you can. So obviously, most of us are probably on our computers most of the day. And if you're like me, relaxation can sometimes look like binging Netflix or watching YouTube videos or scrolling on TikTok. But I don't know the science behind it, but I'm going to venture a guess that being online 12 hours a day is not good for you. Um, Have I done it before? 
Absolutely. Am I still doing it? Kind of. Am I trying to work on it? Absolutely. So try to, again, if it's taking a walk, if it's taking an extra long shower, doing a workout, anything that stops you from solely just looking at your screen, try to incorporate one of those things a day. Um, And you might not even really notice any sort of like tangible difference, but I promise you like it's, it's a good thing for you to do that. Yeah, definitely. I might be uh, repeating myself from a previous episode, but I remember seeing something that was like, uh, yes, I'm done looking at the medium screen now. Now I will sit on the couch and watch the large screen while I scroll on my small screen. <laughs> <laughs> if that and I thought me. that was funny. Yeah, so definitely agreed. Um, my last work-related one is just to remember that everybody is coping with remote work differently. Some people love it. Some people never want to go back to the office and some people hate it and it's their worst nightmare and they're such people, 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 <laughs> people, persons. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they hate their lives and wish that they could go back to the office every single day. So just like know that people are handling this differently and give them grace and maybe send things a little bit ahead of time. You don't know if people stepped away from their computer. You don't know if they have to like pick up their kid from school. There's just so much behind the scenes that we maybe wouldn't have known about beforehand, but it's like really coming to the forefront now of like being a parent and also being on Zoom and all these things that you kind of have to like honor within your coworkers' lives. So I just think it's really important to not get mad at people when they take long or when they don't see your Slack. Like everyone is coping with this so differently and it's just, we're all making it work and we're all trying our best. So give people grace, even if you're not, with them in the office. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And kind of on that same note, be patient with yourself and give yourself grace and recognize that even if things were normal, no one is productive every second of every day. No one is expected to be productive every second of every day, especially when you're working from home in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of social and racial justice movements, in the middle of attempted coups. Like we've been through it. We really have. And so You are allowed to take time to rest and rejuvenate when you need it. You don't have to be focused all eight hours of your workday. You don't have, every reading doesn't need to be the most focused and, you know, deep understanding of the concepts as it doesn't need to be perfect, basically, is what I'm saying. And just give yourself grace, do your best, because that's literally all you could do. And yeah, hopefully we'll be out of it soon and we'll return to actual normalcy. But until then, forgive yourself for not being perfect at a time that is literally so far from perfect. Yeah, definitely agree. I like that quote. Um, So that concludes the 25 ways for you to optimize working from home, avoid burnout. Um, Let us know. Did we miss anything? Yeah. Um, Comment on our Instagram. Let us know if there's anything that you would do to help you work from home um, in this time. And as always, follow our Instagram. It's just at two degrees hotter. Mm-hmm. And submit anonymous suggestions to our suggestion box if you have any. Yeah. And we will chat with you guys next Tuesday. Yes. See you then, guys. Bye. Bye.